0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast coming to you today. This is yours truly. I am the franchise, better known as Chi. Real name is always going to Why I say real name is always going to be? I don't know. Charles. Um, coming to you today. It's been kind of a long day for me. This is going to be a quick solo episode. Um, yesterday was the Ace's birthday third. Um, just wanted to do a quick, like I said, just want to do a quick episode. I say quick, probably not going to be quick. I got I got some things I don't want to talk about that's going to be kind of lengthy. Bear with me as always. I hope you enjoy. Let's get right into it. So I'm doing this episode because I want to discuss a few things that's been going on in the world of wrestling this week. A lot of talks been going on with in regards to Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman. Uh, that's pretty much been the real just the talk. I mean, we did have the loss of Nikolai Volkov and Brian Christopher. Rest in peace to those two. Um, we also had the Twitter exchange between with New Jack and the things that New Jack said. Um I'm not really going to get into that because it's 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 a very it's very sensitive and very it's a very sensitive topic to to discuss um that of New Jack tweeting what he tweeted a lot of fans are a little upset and disgusted by him but you know if you know anything about the history between New Jack and the Waller family Jerry DeLawler, Brian Christopher. Not really going to get into the full details of it, but if you do know that, you can see where he would get that. He would get that. Um, not to say that he was right for saying what he said. If you, I'm not going to repeat what he said. If you know what he said, you know what he said. I'm not really going to get more into that. Just know that, you know, people people say things and people you know, if you ever if you ever dealt with something that really bothered or affected you in a way that really, it really triggered or really hurt you um, and you have animosity, you have hate in your blood you will say things If somebody ends up, you find out that that person ends up gone, deceased, went to jail, broke a leg, something happened to them. You kind of somewhere in the back of your mind, you you will probably say that's what they get. We've all done that before. Not to say that what Brian or not say what New Jack said was appropriate because it wasn't. But you have to but you have to see. where he's coming from and understand that he was just talking out of I, he was expressing how he felt I don't agree with it at all Um, the one thing about this show is it's, it's an opinion show it's an opinionated show Um, we deliver our opinions on all things that's wrestling related y'all did hear the Hogan our take his you heard my take on the Hogan situation, you heard um my co-host's take on his his take on the Hogan situation. Um we will deliver all every episode our opinions, okay? It is just what it is. It is our opinions, it is our views. His views are different from my views and vice versa. There are going to be times where we are not going to get along. We're not going to be on the same page, we're not going to feel like there's certain things that we're just not going to see eye to eye in, but that's what is going to make this podcast good, because we're not always going to see eye to eye, we're not. Um, so enough with the new Jack and the, and the untimely deaths of Brian Christopher and Nikolai Volkan, there's a few other wrestlers that did pass away too this this past week. Um, rest in peace to all of them. Brock Lesnar. Our universal champion. I say he's our universal champion because damn it, if you're listening to this, you are a wrestling fan and you watch the WWE. So he's our universal champion. Um, he's not the true really the true universal champion. I feel like Finn Baylor is still the universal champion because he never lost the title. He had to relinquish the title because he got injured. Never had the opportunity to win his title back. That's another story for another day. <laughs> but we're here. Um Brock Lesnar is one of my Favorite wrestlers. He is. I just don't like how WWE has handled him this last go-around. I don't. I don't like the handling that they've done with him because he's a part-timer. He's an attraction. I will compare Brock Lesnar's title reign In comparison to if The Undertaker had a title run. Now, when's the only time Undertaker performs, ladies and gentlemen? WrestleMania. Think about that. If Undertaker was like, I want a title run, and they granted him a title run, do you realize that we will never see this damn championship only once a year? Maybe twice? So, before the fans, before us WWE fans and wrestling fans get all up in arms and pissed off at Brock, think about that. Undertaker can literally say, give me the title. You don't think Vince is going to give Undertaker the title after everything that Undertaker's done for that company? Think about it. (laughs) You know, um, I don't like how they handled it. WWE, I think, realized that they fucked up. They screwed up. And now they're trying to recover, recoup from these, from the damage that they've done. I feel like they've done a major, they really did something bad with this move. And it's, it's it's being shown. You know, now I think what they're doing is they've had the opportunity now. You know, I think that with Brock Lesnar getting his spot with... I think with Brock Lesnar getting his spot at UFC when he confronted Daniel Cormier, I th- you know, I think that did something to boost the story that Brock doesn't care. Brock's going to do what he wants to do. Um, I think with that piece with Roman saying what he's been saying since you know, WrestleMania the hype it's starting to come full circle. If you watched Raw, you've seen how Brock would pretty much would send it back, feet kicked up, reading the magazine, just not caring. Pretty much, you know, if he could cuss on live TV, pretty much would say, I don't give a fuck about this show. I don't give a fuck about the fans. Type of, you know, this is, this is who Brock Lesnar is. You know, Brock Lesnar, in an interview in the Stone Cold podcast, he said it I come in I punch in I punch out I come in I punch in I do my job I punch out I'm not here to make friends I'm not here to be I'm, I'm here to do a job and that's what he's doing don't get mad at him because the WWE did this they gave him the title they gave him the title Um. with that being said a lot of speculation going on. Nobody really knows. Okay. Like I, you know, I feel like I'm anticipating this. Ma- out of all the matches that they've had, this match that they're going to have at SummerSlam is the most anticipated match to me for them to. Hands down. The, this match, because I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. Every time we thought Roman was gonna win, Roman didn't win. We thought Roman was gonna win at Summers at WrestleMania, he didn't win. You know, we had the greatest Royal Rumble. Whatever you want to say, Brock still walked out with the title. So it, it, it leaves you to guessing. Like, is he gonna win? And like I said in last week's episode, I will echo the sentiment and I will continue to echo this sentiment. The Braun Strowman Kevin Owens match to me will dictate the outcome of the WWE Universal Championship match. I really truly think that because I I've said I said it last week if Roman if Roman was to win the title. Kevin Owens, if Kevin Owens wins Money in the Bank, if he wins this match with Braun Strowman for the Money in the Bank briefcase, Kevin Owens will cash in Money in the Bank on Roman and win the Universal title. Because that Brooklyn crowd is going to boo the hell out of Roman Reigns. They will. And I think the best thing to do is to end it with a bank, end it with a pop, end it with a swerve, end it with a oh my God moment and have Kevin Owens come out. Cash in if he wins Money in the Bank, if he wins this match against Braun Strowman. If Braun Strowman wins, I can see Brock Lesnar retaining. I can see... Roman coming out the next night. Pissed. Off. Beat the hell out of Rome. Beat the hell out of Brock. Roman comes Braun comes out, picks up the pieces of Brock, wins the universal title. Then it's the Paul Heyman situation. It's people feel like Paul Heyman might screw over Brock Lesnar. Um I think that that will be the the go-to, I think that would be obvious that, okay, Paul Heyman got choked out by, kind of got, you know, choked out or bitched up or whatever you want to call it. You know, the audio that you heard just in the intro was, you know, Brock Lesnar Attacking, to say the least. Attacking Paul Heyman. Um, I feel like Paul... That will be the go-to move. I think that Paul Heyman will be... Do I see Paul Heyman... And Roman Reigns joining forces, maybe. Would it be a good look for Roman? Absolutely. But this is what I'm saying, people. This is why this match to me is that it's so unpredictable because you don't know the outcome. We've literally sat here And have had predictions. Everyone's had their predictions. Everyone has had their opinion and thought that Roman Reigns was going to win at WrestleMania and he didn't. Okay, he's going to win at the Greatest Royal Rumble and he didn't. So it it leaves you in suspense because you really honestly don't know what's going to happen. They could honestly just make Brock retain the title. You don't know. We do not know. Things can literally happen at the very last minute. Okay? We've seen it happen before. Now, I listen to various different wrestling podcasts. And one of the wrestling podcasts that I listen to the most is the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. Okay? I've been listening to them for years now. Okay? And if you really want a a strong opinionated based podcast to listen to that gives you a lot of insight and kind of gives you it makes you think about the wrestling business and it makes you kind of see wrestling in, in a different aspect. That show is a good show to listen to. I listen to it all the time Um There's a lot of things that they talk about that ends up happening. Like it legit ends up happening. So Don Tony brings up a good point. He has another show called Breakfast with Blasey. And he brought up a good point. I was listening to it today. I was just, I normally, the weekends I normally catch up with all my wrestling podcasts. There's a ton of them I listen to. And I listen to this. I listened to The Breakfast with Blasey today. Um, and he brought up how Roman Reigns needs to change his look. Now, I've been saying Roman Roman Reigns needs to change his look. I've been saying the Shield look is kind of old, is outdated. It needs and it, it just needs to go. Now, the reason why... He said it and he brought up a good point and it really made me think about it. And I want all the people that listen to this, tune into this, tune into this show to think about what I'm about to say. And then I'm going to give you the names of wrestlers that have done this. When you think of Roman Reigns and you look at the shield look, you're going to continue to think of the forced push. That was given to us. Let's be honest. Us as wrestling fans, when The Shield first came out, we loved Seth, we loved Dean, but we loved Roman. Because Roman just had that look. He was just he was a few words and he was the he was the muscle. And we loved that. We loved his you know, we, we we honestly, he was our, he was majority of wrestling fans. He was our favorite out of the Shield. I love Seth and Roman. Dean was kind of just like, I like Dean was the talker. I like Dean as a talker. But if you look, Seth has changed his look. Dean has changed his look. Roman has still had this look, the Shield look. you need to change it because the more we see roman as the shield look the more we get annoyed the more the wrestling fans just get turned off and we just don't want to be bothered and we wish she could just go fly a kite and just go somewhere as wrestling fans this is what we see when we see roman when we hear even when we hear the music when i'm t- when you hear Roman Reigns music. You legit get annoyed, okay? I'm gonna tell you this right now. When I hear, when I hear this, I get annoyed. I get annoyed. I oh wait sorry. I do. I legit, it boils me, when I hear it, I just get, I literally want to turn the TV off. When I hear Roman Reigns' theme music, I want to turn the TV off. Um, And that's the thing. When you look at Triple H, when Triple H first came into the business as Hunter Helmsley, he was the blue blood, you know, preppy, uptight, Pump his ass. That's what he was. Then he transformed to the DX. Then when he became the leader of DX, he changed his look. When he turned on DX, he kind of, you know, so he started to change the look a little bit. Then when he became the game, he went straight tight. He went straight trunks. Um, Started to grow the beard a little bit. He became the, he became the game. Then he became the cerebral assassin. Then he did the whole evolution thing. Evolution is where I think he really changed his look completely next to when he just shaved his head. Because when he was with evolution, he had no beard. He had no facial hair. He was a clean cut. That was the biggest change because it was like, okay, you know, he kind of just clean cut now got a kind of got like a funny looking haircut. Um, Then he went, you know, back to, you know, he did the DX, you know, and he had the little, you know, he had the beard, but he didn't have like the full connected, you know, had the mustache and just the sideburns and it just was a weird look. And then he obviously cut his hair off now. And now he's, you know, corporate, you know, ever the authority look. The biggest one is The Undertaker, though. The Undertaker, to me, is the biggest person, uh, transitional as, like, changes. Because he came into the business as The Undertaker. He came in, he had the gray gloves. When he, he left after, I believe... Was it the Yokozuna casket match? It was one of those times where he dis where he left, and when he came back for SummerSlam, and it was Undertaker vs. Undertaker, he had the purple gloves. Then when he left again, came back as you know he came back Madison Square Garden Survivor Series, came down from the Raptors with the like that vampire gothic bat looking contraption outfit that he had coming down. And that's when he started to not wear the full gloves. He wore the fingertip gloves with the fingertips cut off. Um, He wore that for a little bit. Then he went to the Ministry of Darkness. Then he went to the corporate Ministry of Darkness. Then he went to kind of Kind of still in that still same lane um then you know he went to american badass undertaker dead man walking undertaker then he went back to the you know when he when he did the transition from undertaker to dead man to American badass undertaker. He was wearing jeans. He At one point he was wearing jeans. Then he just was wearing leather pants. With the tank top. But he had gloves. He had like the MMA gloves. Because he started following. And started taking up MMA. So now he started doing that. Then he went back to the dead man look. But he still had the MMA gloves. But he still had like the Undertaker look. So when you think of those. You think of the transitions and you think of the moments, you think how the fans embraced it and how they, you know, loved it or whatever, but we're not getting that with Roman. I think it's time for Roman to change music, entrance, attire. He just needs a whole makeover. Like I said in previous episodes, I feel like they need to do an injury angle with Roman where Roman gets injured quote-unquote, and then he's out for some time. Plus, we need time away. Like, Roman needs time away because the crowd will start to miss Roman. They will start to miss Roman. Don't get it twisted. We hate, a lot of wrestling fans hate Roman, but I guarantee you if Roman Reigns was to take some time off, the wrestling fans will start to grow to miss Roman. You know, I said it last week. I miss John Cena. You know, I can't. I hate John Cena, but I will be the first to admit to you that I honestly miss John Cena. You know, um, I even miss Dean Ambrose. Like, I know he, but he's legit hurt. But it's like, you know you start to miss these people when they're gone, you know? So that's, you know, that's that. Um, I just, that's, that's what I feel. That's how I feel. I feel like Roman needs that makeover. He needs that change. He needs to do what he needs to do. I kind of wish he could probably switch his finisher. I kind of hate the Superman punch. I hate the, I hate this like I hate I hate the spirit that he does. I hate it. It's not even a spirit, it's just he's throwing himself at you. You know, but we have, you know, so far the SummerSlam card. Um it is gonna be universal title. I've already discussed that. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. I love the promo that Samoa Joe cut on th- on on Tuesday on SmackDown. Um it it just proves why Samoa Joe is like I believe Samoa Joe is one of the best in the business. Uh I feel like he should be the one to beat AJ Styles. I think AJ's held that belt far too long. In my personal opinion, I think that it's time. AJ is one of the best in the business, but I just feel like it's time that AJ just gets the we just get the title off AJ. I know Vince is behind AJ, loves AJ, loves everything AJ's doing and all this. But I just really think that it's time that AJ gives the title up for a minute. Um, I feel like if he does give the title up, I think it should be to him. To Samoa Joe. Possibly Dean. I'm not Dean. Possibly D versus Samoa Joe. that would be kind of a good thing. A kind of good build. Then we could kind of get the build with D versus Miz for the title. I mean, this that will be a long push. I'm gonna get into the Miz and D later. I'm gonna discuss that a little bit later. So we also have Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. I don't know why I had a brain fart right there. Um it's no doubt in my mind that Ronda Rousey is winning this match. I think that they 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 put the battery in Ronda Rousey's back and they're going to shoot Ronda Rousey up to the stars. I think that she's going to have this title going into evolution I think they're gonna I think she's gonna be one of the she's going to be the focal point of this pay-per-view I don't have a doubt in my mind that Ronda Rousey is going to be one of the main attractions for this pay-per-view it's an all-women's pay-per-view we discussed this it's a big move for the WWE it's the first all-women's pay-per-view in WWE history not in wrestling history um and I feel like they have decided that this is who they want to go with. They want to go with Ronda Rousey, and that's what they're gonna do. I think she's winning the title. To, um, she's winning the title at SummerSlam. She has a match this week, this Monday. I think it's gonna be like ninety seconds or less. Um, I like Ronda. I like what Ronda Rousey is doing in the ring. I think she's improved in the ring. I don't like what they're doing with her outside of the ring. You know, I don't like how they're saying that she's not a part-timer, but she is on a part-time schedule. She doesn't perform during, like, televised shows, but she performs during live shows. Kind of in a confused state of mind when it comes to how they're handling her. I would love her to be a Paul Heyman girl. Um, I, I I just would love to see her as a heel, you know. Because you think about it, if you're building, if you're building a dream scenario of the four woman of the UFC against the four woman of the WWE, Shayna Baszler is a heel. I'm pretty sure that the other two. That are in NXT right now, they're going to be heels. So Ronda Rousey is the only face. Like, you have to, there has to start to, they have to start developing an edge with Ronda Rousey because I am telling you this much I am sick and tired of hearing, of hearing Ronda Rousey come out. She's all smiles and she's waving and she's celebrating and clapping the, with the hand and like hopping the fans and giving all the fans all these this love like I don't want to hear this. She comes out and she's all smiling and and all. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I it's, it's always been my dream. And then she just she's smile like no, come out whoops some ass. I love when she comes out whoops ass and walks away like she whoops ass. I like I, I kind of want to compare her to like Festus. In a sense of, if you remember Festus, who is Luke Gallows, for those who don't remember, um, when Festus used to be, (laughs) when Luke Gallows used to be in WWE, he was Festus. And Festus used to look, he used to have like, okay, he used to be mentally challenged. That's the character that he was. And when the bell rung, Festus morphed into this monster and con- and destroyed his competition. And when the bell sounded off again, he went back to he 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 went back to a mentally challenged person. That's what I feel when I see Ronda Rousey wrestle. When she gets in the ring. Before she gets in the ring, she's all smiles and everything. She gets in the ring, it gets serious. She's done with her match, she's all smiles and everything. I don't like that. I think I think the the I'm happy to be here gimmick has ran its course. I think that she should no longer have that approach anymore. Um I think she needs to be all business. I think she needs to be all serious. I think that Paul Heyman will be the perfect fit for her because she won't be. Able, she will not need to be cutting promos. Paul Heyman will cut the promos for her. He will be the mouthpiece for her. She would just be kicking ass and taking names. Now, I understand that the WWE probably doesn't want that because they want her. She's big. Her name is box office. Okay. They want that. So I get it. They're all about profit. That's what the WWE is all about. They're all about profit. And I'm going to kind of get into that a little bit later with the possibility of something that I really hope doesn't happen. Because me thinking about it right now just gave me a damn headache. Um, so, as I said, Ronda Rousey, she's winning that match, hands down. Um, you have Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman for the Money in the Bank Money in the Bank briefcase. If Braun, if Kev, Kevin Owens can win by any way, so I, I'm not giving my. I mean i've I've said the only prediction that I've given thus far is a for sure pick is Ronda Rousey. That's it. AJ versus AJ versus Samoa Joe. I want Samoa Joe to win, but as time goes on, my pick might change with that. Before sure thing, Ronda Rousey's winning that match. Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. I'm not sure. I'm probably not going to give my prediction for that match. I love kind of how they're going about this. Um, I love how Kevin Owens is just now he's very like, yo, like I'm going to like, like he literally is coming off like I'm going to fuck Braun Strowman up, even though in the past we've seen Braun Strowman has been this monster among men and nobody really has been able to beat him unless your name is Roman Reigns. Um, but I like the edge that Kevin Owens is showing, like Kevin Owens is like, yo, you threw me off of a cage. I have, like, I'm going to destroy you now. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura for the United States title. I was thinking this was going to be a triple threat. It still might be a triple threat with Randy Orton being included. Um, I want, I want not to retain this title. You know, I mean, I'm not really, I, I want not to retain the title. If Randy Orton gets in here. I still want not to win. I don't want Jeff Hardy to win. I don't damn sure don't want Randy Orton to win. I love the heel Randy Orton that they have him going with now with the gimmick of now he is killing off the legends like he's killing the legends that y'all put on this pedestal as being legends, so I kinda like I kinda like that approach that he's taken um. The biggest swerve right now. In my opinion. Is. This women's. Title match. For the raw. For the Smackdown women's title. I feel bad for Becky. Because. I would have loved to see Becky versus Carmella one-on-one. Um putting Charlotte into the equation it does leave me guessing are they do they not have faith in Becky Lynch anymore are they going to give the title back to Charlotte i don't want Carmella as the champ i think that Carmella's title run has been mediocre you know i understand that she's a heel but you know I, 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 I don't... Mm. And then, I don't know. I, I think that the gimmick, like her look... Her look fit her when Enzo and Big Cass was there. You know, that that look that she has. For some reason, I love Liv Morgan with this look. Like, with the look, with wearing the sneakers and kind of that, you know, that, that urban look. Um, Carmella doesn't really cut it for me I mean she's listen uh, look wise I think Carmella is one of the top attractive di- like I don't want to say divas women's wrestlers in the business right now so it's, it's interesting to see that we don't have a Finn Balor match ladies and gentlemen right now we don't have a Finn Balor um, the tag team titles haven't been decided. It's pretty much you might have a triple threat or maybe a rematch between the... Del- I I would say the Delito Worlds, but I'm not sure because Matt Hardy, there's been speculation that Matt Hardy is basically retiring. Um, they said that his pelvic... his, I believe they said his pelvic... And, like, his bone is connecting. Like, it's rubbing up against each other, which is never a good thing. So, I think that he's going to be retiring. I think this is it for him. So, it it, it sucks if Matt, had, if Matt has to retire. It will suck. It will put Bray back into purgatory. I don't know where the fuck they're going to do with Bray now. Um, And I don't know what they're going to do with the tag team titles. Are you going to do... The revival versus the B team because you're not going to do AOP because AOP is not, they're too busy going against Titus worldwide. Um, so I'm not sure, I'm not sure what they're doing with the Raw tag team titles. I know SmackDown tag team titles, you have the bar going against New Day, and then the winner of that faces the Bludgeon Brothers. Um that's gonna happen, I believe, this week on SmackDown. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um news with NXT Alistair Black is sidelined. His NXT takeover Brooklyn 4 is up in the air. We're not sure if he's going to participate. Um I'm Doubting that he will, so I'm assuming that now we're going to get the rubber match between Gargano and and, and Champa, Champa for the NXT title. I think that, like, I think, and I agree with the Good Brothers podcast when they said that Alistair needed to be in this pay-per-view. He needed to be in this match not to say that Ciampa Champa, I don't know why I keep calling him Ciampa Champa, and Gargano cannot have a great match because they did they had probably one of the best matches of the year it's a it's a match of the year candidate for NXT TakeOver um both you know New Orleans and uh New Orleans, and the other takeover that they just had when they had the street fight, um, but I feel like this that rival is great without a belt. But I knew they were going to do it right. I knew they were going to have a match for the belt. You know, um, it's been announced that. Velveteen Dream versus Ethan EC3 has been announced for that. I'm and I'm anticipating that. I think that that's gonna be a great match. Uh Adam Cole versus Rick Shea has been announced. Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. That was announced. Um I like an ex- uh as we already know, Kyrie Saint versus Shannon Baszler. I like the card so far with NXT Takeover Brooklyn Four. It is it NXT has always been, it's always been a great show. But let me just say something right now: for Braun Strowman to say that he does not think that the main card, like the NXT card, the NXT, can outdo the WWE main roster, Braun Strowman needs to be drug tested. Because it's been proven that the NXT takeovers. Just just watch the takeovers. Watch the product. Watch the shows that is done on NXT. And then look at the... An hour-long show for NXT is better than the five hours both Raw and SmackDown combined put out. Hands down. It is. It's a better product. 205 Live now is getting better than both Raw and SmackDown. Now, Grant, SmackDown has been getting a little bit better than Raw is, and I have my reasons behind it. I think, in all honesty, out of all the commissioners, these are my commissioners in order that I think rank top to bottom or Yes, top to bottom. Number one, William Regal. William Regal NXT, he is the best commissioner for the product. I will go Paige, number two, because I think that Paige has a lot of say. And what goes on behind the scenes? I think that she's very hands-on with the cre- with with the like with the producers and got pretty much a hands-on type of feel with them. Drake Maverick, he's like I, the when we when I watched two o five Friday, because you know with. My work schedule now, I kind of miss out on two o five live, because I watch SmackDown, but then after SmackDown, I pretty much I just end up crashing, so I don't miss I miss that, and I miss NXT. So Fridays, I kind of catch up Friday or Saturday, I kind of catch up on NXT and two o five, so I'm watching two o five. And Drew Gulak, Gentleman Gallagher, and the Brian Kendrick was about to attack Cedric Alexander. And Drake Maverick ran in the ring and, like, Got in his face, like got in their face and was like literally yelling at Drew Gulak, like, do you want to ruin your opportunity? Oh, that's another match that's on the card. I believe that might even be a pre-show match. Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight title. I believe that Gulak is winning this. I think that he's hands on. I think that's another solid. We know who's winning that match. Um. But he pretty much like, are you going to ruin, like, do you want to ruin your opportunity? Do you want to jeopardize your, your title match? And just to see Drake Maverick in 205 Live and to see him just doing what he did. I know when he was in Impact, he was Rockstar Spud. Um, but he's, he's, he's great. And at the bottom of the list, I got Kurt Angle. I think Kurt Angle is horrible as, general, as, as the commissioner or the general manager general manager yes um i i do i think that he's he's horrible i think that he is horrible as the person in charge of the show day to day you know i i do i think that he He's not in tune with what's going on with the company, what's going on with the business, what's going on outside. I think he's not. I just think that he's a Vince boy, that gets handed to him what he has to do and he goes with it. He's not really trying to give insight. He's not really trying to turn or tweak anything. Like he, t- I think he just gets handed to him. It's like all right, I'm gonna do it. I think Paige kind of has her, has her opinion. William Regal, Drake Maverick, they have their opinions and they encourage or they say, okay, I want to do this or I want to do that or I want to, you know, let's try to do these different things. And you can tell, like, you can see the difference. You know, SmackDown has been gradually getting better. Raw is the shit. Um, And that's that. Now, I want to discuss, before I wrap the show up, I want to discuss what I was saying earlier that was going to give me a headache. And that is... That is the possibility of a certain group coming back together. And that would be... It's rumored, ladies and gentlemen, that the NWO possibly were doing a reunion. This better not happen. Now, the reason why they're projecting that this possibly will happen is because Hogan did a video and I'm wrapping this up. Hogan did a video a couple days ago. And he was with his daughter and I guess Brooke was going back to Miami. But according to Hogan, it was the trail five. Hogan should never talk like that. And you see Hogan and you see Hogan and you see that Hogan's growing his beard back. He grew his beard back. And as he's talking, you're hearing. You're you're basically hearing this. You're hearing that, like you're hearing that as he's talking, and as you're watching the video, you're seeing the flickering of like it's going from color to black and white, and then they show him. He said he was going somewhere. He gets there. You see him. There's pictures now. He got. He's with Hall and Nash. They're in their NWO colors. Hogan has his beard black now, and is sends the dirt sheets and and smarks and everybody in a frenzy that the NWO is making a reunion and they're going to make their comeback at WWE. Listen, they better not. That's all I'm saying. I can think of better groups to literally form than to bring this group back. What can you possibly do with them? Nash can't work. He ain't got, he has, he had knee replacement or hip surgery. Hall is working in the performance center, which is where I think he needs to be. And Hogan, let's just cut that. Let's just cut that right now. End that right now. No more. Stop. You're done. You're done. Okay? So, let's just hope and pray we don't get an NWO reunion. This is hope so. So ladies and gentlemen, this is yours truly. The franchise. I'm signing off. We will be back. The team, the duel, the tag team, the, you know, whatever you want to call us. We will be back in effect next week with, well, it'll be this week because it's when this gets put out, it'll be Sunday, so it'll be a start of a new week. But we we will be back later on with a new episode covering everything. We will be discussing um, what happened in the week of wrestling. Um, if there's any news that's happened, if there's any other topics that we need to that we feel like we want to discuss, um, we will do that. Uh, big shout out to everybody that supports us. I am very thankful. We are very thankful for you. Um, and everything that you have done as far as listening and just hearing us out. And like I said, this is an opinion show. Um, big shout out. I want to give a special shout out to a fellow anchor podcast, um, wrestling podcast. They are the good brothers. Um, if you are a wrestling fan and you follow us, I would suggest that you listen to the Good Brothers. It is a great show. Um, I did reach out to them. I'll be reaching out to you guys a little soon, uh, sooner. Hopefully soon. Let me just correct what I'm saying. Um, it is about twelve o'clock, twelve thirty. Kind of tired. Um, I will be reaching out to you guys. To possibly, I know I did give out the idea with the Good Brothers to do a joint episode of the Royal Club and the Good Brothers coming together to do a podcast. We just have to, I just have to get in contact with you guys and we have to come together, figure it out. Uh, I would say maybe SummerSlam, but I know that's going to be pushing it. I know because I have to actually work and I'm going to miss a little bit of SummerSlam. And so we will we will do there will be I'm I'm hoping that there will be a Royal Club Good Brothers collaboration show to come. So to bear with us. Follow them. They have a Twitter. I believe they have a Twitter. <laughs> I know they have a Facebook. I know they have a YouTube page. They have a website. They're on Anchor. Support them like you support us. And that's it. So have fun. Be safe, ladies and gentlemen. It is crazy out here in this world. Um, Be safe. And I will catch up with y'all later on in the week. Take it easy.